What's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Peter Bolden. And I'm Dr. Craig Spodek, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Simply the best podcast in dentistry designed to help you maximize your practice and your life through four pillars of success. Leadership, team culture, marketing, and financial freedom, and everything in between. Now, let's get to it. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. It's Craig Spodak, and I'm here with Peter Bolden. And uh, we were talking last night on the drive home uh, from work about something that I was recognizing. And I said, we need to just have a little podcast, a little talk about something going on in the dental world. Um, and the title of that conversation, what was it again, Pete? What were we talking about? What was the title that I said? Really? Did Who you, do you start a podcast and then say, what was it? No, because it was, I don't care what the title is. I care about the content. But the title was what? The title of it was basically like the people are focusing on the wrong thing. Who do you want to be? Oh, okay. There you go. I think it was who do you want to no, be? Who do you want to be as the dentist? Like, right? Like, what's your narrative? What's your thesis? What are you going to do? And so you were so frustrated. I'll give you the context. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So Appreciate it. Context was that's you why you're here, Pete, because I can't fucking remember what the hell I was thinking about. But it was really important last night. It's going to hey, be important. Pull your f bumps. Hey, this, let me. This, let, no, no, no really you can't jump back in. You can't jump back in. So you were, you were angry because another, another dentist had reached out to you, potentially not angry, but frustrated and said, Hey, like Craig, I follow you and, you, and I pick your brain and I want to go next level. And they were one, they were registering for a, another clinical course, um, a very popular yeah. one that's going on. And it was kind of the same time as, as our summit. And it was like, dude, I've seen, and you, what you were frustrated with is I've seen your work. It's gorgeous. Your preps are polished. Like what's one, is one more course going to move the needle for you in your practice? And so I think you were frustrated is that like, that, that, that the, the silver bullet for most dentists thinks it's one more course or I'll start learning implants or I'll do the Invisalign course and that's going to move the needle. And meanwhile, like their business acumen is not so hot. So that was the frustration, right? And yeah. you're like, dude, you, you're like, dude, you need to come to our core, our summit. Like, forget that course, cancel that. Come to our summit, learn, learn how to get more at bats. I think is what you said. Yeah, learn exactly. So, so as dentists, we all know what we know. We all know what we know, and we know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. But there's that saying, you don't know what you don't know. And I think the dentist narrative is, if I just learn one more course, if I learn how to polish the prep even more, and we're following people on Instagram, and that are showing these ultra zoomed in shots of, of prep teeth and ultra zoomed in shots of impressions and teeth on models. And that does not resonate with the consumer. So you gotta figure out, like especially in your Instagram presence, what do you wanna be? Who are you trying to attract as a follower? Are you there to attract dentists to like your page? Or are you trying to create a thriving okay. dental practice? So the question is, what kind of influencer are you? Are you influencer trying to aggregate people for your business? Or are you influencer trying to aggregate reputation amongst your peers? Right. right? And, and, and I would argue, Look, it's great. It's great. I would argue that you should do both. If you, if, if let's just say that one resonates with you, you're like, dude, I really love just posting gory pictures and the crazy shit I do. Like, cool. Have one and have that be a, a, an attractant for aggregating dentists as friends to, to collaborate with and talk about your cases. But do not, under any circumstances, confuse the fact that patients are gonna are going to be like, hmm, I love that, right? So it's gonna so, scare the shit out of patients, actually. I think, so what you're saying is like the narrative in the beginning was who, who do you want to be, right? What's right. the dentist you want to be? So, and it's, it's also a collapse of the Instagram and of the way you're living your life as well. 
by the way. Because a lot of what I mean by that is there's a lot of dentists that I'm talking to that are following these dental influencers on Instagram and they're great people. They're great educators. They teach you really advanced techniques and dentistry, but I've been to their dental practices and I've seen what they do. And some of these guys, although they have massive influence and education, they only work one day a week or two days a month and they share space and they're not really running a successful dental practice. They're running a successful dental lecture, lecturing service, which is great. But then just, just know who you want to be and emulating the wrong guy can actually create confusion for a lot of these young docs. And I think it's really important to talk about that because if you're following a guy that's a dental educator, that's cool. But do, do you want to be a dental educator or do you question, want to be a successful question dentist? for you? Is, is the Instagram, the Instagram for like amongst our peers, is that the new modern article, right? Like it used to be when I was out of school right? Like writing an article was the end all be all like I've been published. Right. And, and is that, is that pivoted into? Oh, for sure has. Yeah. So is it the new article? So look, I, that's fine. And that's cool. I get that. Like I, I actually am friends with, with several doctors that do that. They position themselves very well amongst their peers. And that's cool because it, it gives you street cred for what you want to do later in life. And you may, maybe you don't want to lecture, maybe you don't want to have courses, maybe you don't want anything, but I would, I would caution you that, that, that going one direction dogmatically is dangerous. Uh, yeah, just to remember who your audience is, because if you're trying to get patients in the door, if you're a new doctor starting out, what you need is up at bats. You need, you know, your a course to polish your preps or to learn more advanced veneer techniques and do and learn and learn and learn is going to create a farther hit when you get up at bat. You're gonna get a, you're gonna get more likely to get up, you know, knock the ball to the park. But what you really need is you just need up at bats. You need occasions to meet people. And a lot of the you ultra need a shit zoom ton of base hits, correct? Yeah, you don't you need, need a home run. You need a shit ton of base hits. And you need to learn how to present treatment. You need to learn how to attract people. You need to learn how to you know amplify your culture, amplify your your experience because that's what's gonna keep you at the plate. Right. Otherwise, and and by the way though perpetuity. Yeah, but shots of preps, you know, a shot of a beautiful set of veneer preps would scare the shit out of most potential patients. Actually, the guy I was talking to, the guy went on his Instagram page, a patient went on his Instagram page and said, you know, I'm going to be doing veneers with you. Are you going to do that shit to my teeth? Like I saw that, like they commented on the photo. Is that what you're going to do to my teeth? No one wants to see the sausage being made. You don't want to go in the back of most restaurants you go to. There's a magical process of like, here's the non-retracted smile before, and here's a non-retracted smile after. That stuff makes patients excited. Cheek retractors. I feel like we're stating the obvious. I get so like. No, but but it's not. It's not obvious. Because how how is that not like, oh, yeah, people don't want to see that. Like. No, people aren't. They're not because we're so used to it as dentists. We love, we can actually see beauty in preps. We've been doing it so long. Patients get scared of that shit. They get really scared. I I think it's. I mean, yeah, if I was a consumer, I wouldn't want to see that done for sure. Just like you're saying. So if you have a retract, I guess if you have a retracted image on your website, take it off. If you have preps that you're showing to demonstrate your, your clinical acumen online, maybe you want to take that. If it's public, well, depends, facing, it just depends on who you're going for. I just said, if it's public yeah. facing, if you're doing it as your solo channel of aggregating new patients or whatever, then maybe you want to reconsider or maybe you want to get another account. Like for instance, Dr. Andrew Curry in my practice has his, has it, has an Instagram page. that's only for showing his, 
his flexing his surgical muscle. He is not trying to generate new patients from that. He's doing it because he is really good at digital workflow, really good, amazing at doing implants, like all that stuff, right? And I get that. So that is that I fully support. But he can rest on the fact that his company is being like, I'm not in that boat. And I am running the ship of the other side, which is which is showing people the beautiful sausage, not how it's made, right? I'm in, <laughs> I'm in the business. Oh, can we pull that? Can we just pull <laughs> no, that show note on the bottom? No, because I show people, quote, I, I, just, I just like that though. No, what do you mean pull it? You mean just like, like just one quote, like there's like always quotes at the oh, end of the show. Oh, I thought you meant just like, can we Peter, bleep over just, that? I show people the beautiful sausage, end quote, <laughs> just as a standalone. <laughs> Fine. Oh, yes, that, that can be that can be the, uh, the thing <laughs> out of context for sure. Um, but by by, uh, do you see where I'm going with that? Is that no, I do, I do. I'm driving the ship of like like the forward facing Instagram, the forward facing marketing, the forward facing advertising. So it allows him the benefit of being like, hey, colleagues, look at the cool shit I'm doing, and it is cool shit. Like even I'm like, holy yeah, cow. super cool shit. I follow right? it. Uh, so Curry. But, but I but he's got both boxes checked because it's a it's a divide and conquer from he and I. Um, and so for the, for the solo practitioner right there, I guess, I guess this is the message. Like that's an, that's an aberrant example, right? Not everyone has that kind of situation. So what you're trying to say though, Craig, I is believe is for the practitioner, the solo practitioner, and, and, and you're seeing this a lot happen is that they're not concentrating, you know, they're not focused on the end game. It's not the end in mind, right? It's, it's these gory photos and that's all they have for public facing. Forward. Well, it's a, it's a phenomenon of social media too, because you're curating the epic uh, life. You're showing people when only things are going right. You're not showing people a full picture. It's a, it's a social media thing. You know, that's what we're trained to do. So that's part of the, you know, you're, you're showing the zoomed in picture of the prep. It's, it, it's, there's just, I'm, I'm trying to touch on it more concretely, but it's not, I'm not stating the obvious. There's a, there's a problem going on here cause I'm seeing it a lot and I'm seeing people being confused. There's uh, what, what people really need is they need business education. And there's a paucity of that in our, in our area. There's just, they don't, there's not the, the course, the, court, the case enrollment courses are not being talked about as much as the photography course or the how to, you know, prep your teeth better course. You know what I'm saying? It literally, here, here's the, I'm going to break it down because I'm going to act like a, a new dentist gave me a question. I would literally say, and they would say, hey, what courses should I do? I would literally say, put it in two buckets. Both of those buckets get your time and attention the exact same capacity, right? Here's your clinical bucket, right? And let's say you have $20,000 a year for clinical education. I don't know, right? But, and you have two weeks to devote to that. My, my point is it should be on parity with that of your learning, how to run the business, how to market the business, how to expand your, your experience, your culture, whatever, right? All those things should be in the same bucket with the same importance. If you're a business owner and you're a practice owner and you're trying to expand with the same, with the same uh, time and attention that you give your clinical because they're equally important and they're equally going to move the needle forward in your practice. One maybe even more so than the other. Hey, talk to me about Botox. Hey, what, and, and I'm not going tangential. I just want to learn a little bit about what you oh. do with injectables in your practice. Are you doing Botox and fillers so in your practice? Neurotoxin. It's a neurotoxin that, uh, that actually stops muscle movement temporarily. Is that what you wanted to know? Well, I'm just talking about like adjunctive cosmetic dermal procedures. Are they part of your practice? They are. They are okay. lead gens. Okay, got it. So you're not looking at that as a revenue. Want me to expand on that? For please do. Yeah, please do. Is? Yeah. 
So Botox, unfortunately, the legit Botox mixed the appropriate way, um, you know, it, with 100 units per bottle, is the cost on that is pretty significant. It's about six, by the time you add everything in, it's close to about $625, $630 a bottle. Yep. If you're selling things for $10, $10 a unit, right, you can do the math really quickly. And how many patients and how much time would it take you to convert that hundred units, sometimes it's two patients, sometimes it's one, sometimes it's three, right? But think about the take up and set down of your room, like just raw cost, right? So net, net, you're probably making 200 to $250 a bottle of Botox delivered, whether that's one patient or, or three, okay? So my point is, is that, and, and that may take you an hour, maybe, I don't know, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour to do, be, be, by the time you break down all the small chat, et cetera, et cetera. So, it is not a profit. My point is, is Botox is not a profit center by any stretch of the imagination. Because right. And let's just say it doesn't go right. Let's just say that you well, give well, the, hold on. the Let, let, let the me continue with it, with my thought, but it's offered in my practice from a lot of aspects though, because it is a lead gen. It is an arbitrage of them already being there in the chair. Right. So that, that, and so that, that can be a nice service and it offers a lot of value to that patient because they can then, it helps with their time management because then they don't have to go to a spa or whatever, you know, or the plastic surgeon and get it done. So, so it does aggregate people into bigger things. Right. And sometimes I'll even do it as, as an attractant to like, Hey, if you do your veneers, you know, next time you, you, you do for your Botox, I'll do your, you know, I'll do your entire upper face. It's kind of just a case finishing. Cause I really want, you know, your veneers to pop that kind of thing. Like, but I don't, I actually don't do fillers any longer just because of the time it would take. And I, and I, you know, I had to look at things from an analytical data perspective and my time, you know, we talked to Bruce Baird, you know, your time per hour needs to be, you need to be truthful to that and you need to be consistent. And it, and it just doesn't make good sense to, to make $250 an hour when you could go prep something and make whatever, right? The Bruce Baird methodology. So, sorry, you were going to say, so I think it's cool. No, I, 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 I love think- doing it. I think it's cool. I love it. It's such a change of pace, but by no stretch of the imagination, is it a profit center for your practice? So what I'm seeing, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about what I'm seeing in Instagram here. Okay. So I'm seeing like a commonality of these guys and, and gals. They're, they're, they're newly minted. They're three to five years out. Probably a lot of our listeners, actually, they're going to a photography course, which makes perfect sense because they want to show off their work. And the, there's a way of doing photography now, and I want to mention names, but it's very dramatic and it's a very zoomed in. And I think it appeals to the dentist, but I don't know if it necessarily appeals to the patient because it's typically a single central from the side. And there's the anatomy and we, see, we can see as dentists, we all get really excited about the vertical anatomy and the uh, texture. If you showed a patient, do you want that in your teeth? They say, no, I don't. I want my teeth to be completely smooth. They don't really want that. Patients don't right. know what they want is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So no. you got the, Sorry. You've got that course and everybody's going to that course. And that's, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything bad about it, but it, that, that's the first course that they think they need. Because again, we're talking about a younger, um, dead so is that a want or a need, right? Is that a passion play? Like just, I just want to do it because it's sexy to me and, and like, cool, but that's, I, well, but, it's the same dentist that's wearing, you know, it, it's just, yes, there's, it, it's a new style of dentistry that they want to show off that they can do this really cool photography. I think that's, that's the important. artistry of it. And that's, the artistry. You know, cool. and it's su- super cool. I'm, I'm down with it, but I'm just wondering how to translate that course into ROI. Okay. But are all the question. other box checked before, before you do Well, that? possibly, possibly, but who knows? It's just, it's, I just wonder what the ROI is on that. 
because what really appeals to patients is a facial photo photographic shot, not the ultra zoomed in, backlit cross, you know, across the, the surface texture of the anatomy. They don't even understand it. The RRI is extreme. I can just tell you, I'm just extrapolating out your question after many years of, uh, the ROI is extremely limited on that. Okay. It may, it may work for a Google ad or, or a landing page or an advertisement, but it's limited because I agree. But if you, I think if you took a case study and showed patients a full face photograph of the smile before and after, kind of like what you have on your website, or the macro lens backlit of a cross central of your central incisor, you're going to fucking lose the patient right. that wants because that. The, you know why? It's because the storytelling is lost. Meaning, it's lost. Meaning that you can look at that person and say, I kind of look like that person on your before and afters. And right, like all people care about is what's in it for me. But the difference it's to hard, the, It's the, hard the, to find. Hold this, on, let me, let me, let me yeah. finish this. It's hard, to, it's hard to look at that beautiful central on the, on the oblique view that's got this amazing light coming off it and saying, hmm, how would that look in my mouth? Right, that because that's what well, the in actuality though they don't want to see that. If, you took, <laughs> yes, yes, if they yes. said, "I want to look like this person," bringing Halle Berry's teeth. This podcast, by the way. I'm sorry. It's okay. It needs to be talked about. It's just it was really frustrating on the way home from work, and I have to talk about it with you. And it's just I think it, we're we're all, I mean, listen, it, it has a place, but are you trying to impress a dentist or are you trying to get patience? And I think it's just really important to talk about that because. If, if you, when you see a before and after this full face, one of the biggest components to a smile is a person's eyes. The reason why the smile makes people look so much better is because they're confident and you can see confidence in a smile. So you ask people to smile beforehand that have jacked up teeth. They don't really smile. You have to get them to smile. And then after they're proud, they're smiling with their eyes. And it's really important to capture that. And patients resonate with that. They don't just look at the teeth like, what else did you do? I mean, because dentistry is the cheapest and most impressive cosmetic surgery of all. If you see before and afters of people with mangled teeth, pretty people with mangled teeth and then pretty, the same person with straight teeth, it's like, no, you had to do something else. They insist you did something else. Now we changed their vertical, we put some new teeth in, but I promise you the only thing we did was teeth. Um, and that's really powerful. The next thing I see um, after that is the, uh, oh, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Um, the photograph, the photography, and then, oh yeah, and then the next thing I see is a commonality. It's like a kind of a syndrome of CE courses that people take. The first part is this is the um, is the photography. The second part is the dermal filler. They're all taking dermal filler stuff, so it's like okay, I need to be able to do this, and I need to be able to learn my dermal fillers. And I just wonder. I mean, listen, as an added value to I'm going to do your veneer case and oh, I'm going to throw it in. I totally get it. But if you're going to start trying to just be the dermal filler guy, you're not going to make money on this stuff. hundred percent. But it's really fucking sexy to be the dermal filler guy. Right. But again, it's like, it doesn't make any money. It's the sprint, right? It's the hundred yard dash that you, because you figured out how to run the mile, figure out how to run the 10 mile, right? It's the, it, it, it's the last box that should be checked. You should be proficient in learning how to prep a case, quality, quality, you know, in a case in two hours before you start doing facial fillers and like, right. And, just and by the way, not just to be proficient in doing the case, but proficient at getting people to say yes. To yes. You. Yeah. Getting people to so say, yeah. if you're not getting people to say yes to you, let's say, you know, really, you know, your shit, you really know it cold, but you're doing very little cosmetic cases. That's where you need to get your CE. 
how to sell more dentistry, how to get people to convince it. And by the way, okay, there's another, there's a third part. Wait, 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 hold on. I want to say something because, and then put in your marketing, what about your say? But you said something that's so been so taboo that I have struggled with my entire career by saying, you say sell dentistry. And that's such a, people get so overly offended with that comment. But you know, the sell, and he's like, I don't sell, I educate. Bullshit. Everybody is selling something, right? You're selling the sizzle. You're selling the benefit. You're selling the dentistry. You're selling all of it. And it's okay to say that because you have a good product that you want, that you just need to persuade people into like we, like the, like the podcast we most recently had, right. Um, um, Dr. Phelps on, right. Yeah. Chris Phelps. Yeah. And he was I, I, look, look, Pete too. You got to understand that the U S government is spending tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars trying to sell people like you and me to not text and drive, to not drink and drive, to wear seat belts to, uh, you know, everything has to be sold. Right now, the government is spending money to sell people not to smoke anymore. Mm -hmm. So even public health initiatives require branding, marketing, education, and a sales process. Right. You look at it that way. I mean, right. selling is a, is a taboo word, but you've got to get people to do something, you know, and take care, taking care of people's teeth. If you don't do a good job of describing What's going to happen to them if they don't? Um, let's let's move cosmetics out of the. Let's just take veneers and cosmetics and put, and put them aside for a second. The patient comes in and has a bunch of fillings to do, incipient areas and some real class two areas, and you don't adequately sell or convince them of the problem or what's going to happen to them. They're going to come back in a year or two or three, and that four thousand or two thousand dollars worth of dentistry is now fifteen twenty thousand. So you gotta listen, it's not about you. It's not about patients rejecting you. It's about letting them know what the consequences of not moving forward are. So here's the problem. Here's what's gonna happen if you don't fix it. And now here's a solution. And by telling people, don't worry, it's a small area, they'll hear you and they'll disappear for four years. You get a small cavity. How do you know how big that is? If you can see it in the x-ray, when I see something in the x-ray and I go into it, Just but I think it's like, what I was saying is that when you go, when I've seen an x-ray and I've seen decay in a tooth, you know, a class two lesion, I've gone into it. I don't think in my entire career I've gone into it and said, oh, geez, I shouldn't have gone into this. It wasn't that bad. It's always worse than I see it being. Right. And the point is, is that you have to convince, sell, educate, whatever the hell you want to call it. You've got to teach your patients to understand what you know. Because if you don't, you're failing them. You're not failing you. You're not failing yeah. your ROI. You're failing them. All right, I want to make sure you guys run and don't walk to sign up for the next summit. I know this summit's coming a little earlier than the traditional October one like we had last year, but this one's going to be awesome. It's going to be in LA. It's going to be in June. The weather's going to be nice. The waves are going to be crashing. We're going to be surfing. It's going to be a blast. It's also over the Father's Day weekend, which make a vacation out of it. Bring your fam. That's what Craig and I are doing. Anyway, we're kind of looking at all the agenda right now, and, and we're just super excited. We've got a jam-packed list of, of speakers coming, you know, guys like Brian Kaleo, um, you know, we've got a bunch of marketing experts. Uh, we've got Jason Tyson. I don't want to tell you everything, um, but it's going to be awesome for real. And, and the, the content will be different than the last summit. So even if you went to the last summit, don't think that it's going to be a regurgitation of the same thing. We are going to follow some of the same principles in what we do, you know, the pillars that we talk about, but it's going to be a different content, different energy. Um, and we're going to bring new and current information. So get to the registration, see if you can get one of those early birds. If not, it's still going to be action packed and value packed. So come on, see you in LA for more info 
And to check out the registration page, go to bulletproofsummit.com. So did you get your, did, do you feel like you've gotten your rant off of your chest? Um, there's one more part to it too. Uh -oh. So education, getting patients to commit. And if you're not getting patients to say yes to you on a frequent basis, that's where you need to get your CE. You need to get your training in that. Um, I was listening to uh, Dustin. So getting patients to say yes. So I've seen something. It's easy to get someone to say yes to one crown, the crown of the month. It's easy to get someone to say yes to a filling, right? But it's hard to get someone to to do comprehensive global 30,000 foot view treatment plans when you see pathology. It's hard to be able to explain that. So there's a different, there's different yeses, Craig, right? Oh, and but life is a series of growth, growth. I, I, mean, what, I hear you, but like the path, the end in mind is not just like, oh, did, did they say yes to this crown that obviously has a you know nine surface filling that needs to be a crown on it, right? Like, duh, that's not a hard sell. But can you- For some people you, it is though. For some people it's stages. It's like- right. it's, I, I hear you. Raw crown, I hear you. I'm not. I'm not being. I'm not being. I'm not degrading anybody. I'm just saying that that, like, if if it's a if it's a walk, I should say if it's a building block methodology, just know that there's there's a goal, a bigger, bigger case presentation of stuff that really resonates with you. Whether or not you want to do full mouth, whether or not you want to you know address or ortho, whether you want to do combo cases. Right. But everyone has big big stuff going on and it is a disservice for that person who has a you know collapsed vertical for you not to talk about them like hey and, and then replace this crown right and not at least have that conversation so getting able to explain yourself and then get yeses to to large case awareness is what i'm trying to say is, is a different right yes but it's, it all comes down to a conversation that we're having with ourselves everybody's limitation whether it's leadership or, or talking about what a patient needs it's a conversation you have with yourself like somehow we don't want to be rejected we don't want to have no said to us and we make it about us and it's really not about us it's about the patient so there's a totally. there's a way, there's a way to frame this whole conversation of like can do i have permission to tell you everything going on can i tell you everything i see you know or i have a legal obligation to tell you everything going on these are important ideas to have with with or conversations to have with patients and the, and that's tact what you just said like that's a tactic meaning that someone can put that in their tool bag and break it out and say that verbiage i'm not a fan of like memorizing verbiage across the board but if you're uncomfortable like i was talking discussing patients early in my career like i did have to learn some scripting so that when i got nervous i could fall back on that and it's also that's a that's a tool and a tactic but let's look at it as a context. Let's just say the patient is not really, it has nothing to do with you because it really doesn't. If you're an ethical dentist and you want to do what's right for the patients, which I presume people listening to a podcast are going to be ethical people that want to take this to the next level. So it's not about you. It's not about you being rejected or saying yes to it. It's really about them. And if you could look at a patient and just tell them like my job is to get you healthy with the least amount of dentistry and my job is to bring your smile back. You, you wrote in your medical history form that you're afraid to smile. You have a wedding coming up in three months. My job is to make sure at that wedding you can smile. And you tell them your mission and your purpose in the context of serving them. Don't worry about the fucking script at that point. Because they, right. they hear what they, they hear you because you're speaking from your heart. And when you speak from your heart, people hear you with their heart. Yeah, yeah. That's easy from your brain, they don't, you That's don't, easy for you to say. You were gifted, honestly, with the gift of like connecting with people. And like some of us were not doing that. And so you can fall back with like love and generosity and like things coming genuinely. 
and other people struggle with no, that. No, no, because I, I have that experience with you, Pete, too. You, you, you'll you stumble upon something like a, you're, you're, you're dealing with something personal or something like that. Like, man, this is really upsetting me. And I, I, I just tell you, like, get back to the context. Like, this is what you really want to say. This is where you're coming from. And then it all makes sense for you. So if I have one talent, and I appreciate the compliment, the talent is that I can get to a place of context in my brain where it's like, okay, what am I, what do I feel in my heart? And then I speak from that. Right. Like so the, the, the okay. script can, can trick someone to say, okay, say this and people's brain will hear it and it'll resonate in their heart. But, you know, I've talked to a lot of dentists who are like, you know, I, I have this one practice out in rural, you know, Wisconsin. I go there three times a week and people don't have a lot of money there, but I love what I do there. And I don't really charge them a lot of money. And I have this other practice that I have in the city and I, I spend three days a week there and I charge people. It doesn't make me really happy. I'm like, well, just kind of collapse the two things, you know, like just tell your, tell your patients in the city that I have a philanthropic capital model. Like, Hey, yeah, this is, I charge here, but my real passion is that I go over here three days a week and you guys should know about what I do there. And it all just dawned on him. It was, this is a poor example of a larger concept, but it's like when you're living in your, your, if you're living in your flow, if you're living in your purpose, if you can find a way to connect what you do to your purpose, magic happens. Yep. And so I'm saying in the consultation, in the, in, the, in the way you're describing things, if you're really about them, they'll feel it and it'll feel good for you and they'll say yes to you. You know, now I can't call this podcast, the title of it can't be called Craig's Rant because you just went into Tony Robbins magic that you do, that you do and like now it ends up, now there's no longer in the rant right? It's no longer you ranting. Now you're saying the powerful and the beautiful and the mystical and using those words. And now I can't, now I can't call no, it. No, it's fine. It, it just, but I was upset though, Pete. And the reason why I wanted to do this is because I think people have it all wrong. And I hate to see, listen, there's a place for all these speakers. And I love the, some of these guys are my friends and they're wonderful educators. But I, like I said, I've gone to their practice. And I'm like, oh, wait, wait, you, you only work one day a week. And like, you're talking about how to run a dental, a successful dental practice. Well, I don't really talk about how to run the practice. I just talk about these cases and the cases are not, they're not real cases. We, they're, they're not the daily cases. They're the once a year cases that they're doing. And totally. it's not really practical because the patient spent, you know, the same amount of money as a CE cost. Right. And they've also spent 50 hours. Like some of the deliveries of these cases, I'm like, how long does it take you to deliver the case? Oh, we book 12 hours to deliver the case. I've had a doctor tell me to deliver a 12 unit veneer case is a nine hour appointment. Your patients would leave freaking skid marks on your waiting room floor. If you told them that to sit there for nine hours with their, with their mouth open to deliver a case. It's yeah. not practical is what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's the artist versus the, you know, and that may be their thing. And maybe that's not the day they make, make revenues for their business, but. But I, it, they don't need to make revenues for their business. Cause if they have a, um, a dental education business that makes, you know, a couple uh, hundred grand a year, they don't need to do that. And so you as the dentist are saying like, I want to be like that, you know, Dr. Jones, cause look at the work he's doing but you really don't because Dr. Jones makes his money from, you know, GC and Nobel BioCare and blah, 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 and, and three form or, you know, or he's getting endorsements. So what you really want is to be a successful business guy and you want to have a viable practice. And I think it just demands. Um, this has been an age old problem. All, even in 2000. Well, I mean, I remember this being a, like something 
discussed in 2000, like 20 years ago almost, right? And, but I think, I think to your point, Instagram has amplified that like five and, and six X to the point where yeah. you know, it, it needs to be the me too kind of thing. Like I want to do that. I want to do those cases too. You know, I want to do that. Like I need to post my stuff. And then you forget like, where does the rubber meet the road? It doesn't meet the road with getting accolades from your, your colleagues. It, I mean, to a certain degree, it's, it's nice to get that, but the, but it doesn't move the needle for your team. It doesn't move the needle for your business. doesn't move the needle for your family, all the people that depend on you. It's fun. If that's, if you got extra time and that's what you want to do, cool, do it, but check all the other boxes first. Yeah, exactly. You have an obligation, not only to yourself to run a successful business, but to your team. I mean, your team has joined your practice in the hopes that they can grow, get raises and do well. And if you're going off on some tangent of this esoteric quality of dentistry that's not really practical on a daily basis, it's not fair to them, you know, because you have a responsibility to, to do well and keep pushing. And, and I guess part of this is, is a plug because the guy that called me last night, you know, I, I said, listen, man, you know, I know you've got this amazing veneer course that you've got during the summit and you'd love to take that veneer course, but I see your work. It's freaking phenomenal because you're taking macro pictures of your preps and like it's, they're perfect. And the way to get more um, at bats is you need business systems. You need to make sure that you're running, you know, your, your, your metrics right. And you're not going to get farther ahead by taking how to polish your prep course more. Uh, and there's a space for all of it. But I think that when you look with broad sweeping generalizations into the dental CE market, I would say it's 85 or 90% clinical. And then of the non-clinical courses are also guys that don't have successful practices. There's guys out there that are teaching how to run a successful practice that are not dentists. Yeah, we're definitely getting hate mail on this. It's okay. One. It just needs, it needs to be talked about, you know, and, and the fact that you have, that you're a part owner in a dental practice or that you're talking about your dental practice, you're talking about reputation management. You've got four Google reviews. I'm just sick of it, man. You know, I'm, and granted, I, I know that I, you don't have to be an expert to have the credibility to teach it. I mean, Tiger Woods is golf coach probably does not golf as well as Tiger. Right. I'm sure of that, right. but there, he, he does know the game Tiger Woods is golf coach. And if you have, you know, I just think that there's, a, there's, it needed to be said. And, and um, yeah, you said it. I, think I did. You did. And I'm sorry. I'm angry. I just want to see, I just want to see. Um, well, but you're angry for the right reasons, right? You're not angry because it affects you. Like you're, you're good. Like, you know, you're, you, you understand this, you know, you, you're, it's not going to impact your business. If, if people don't course correct, you're doing it for the benefit of the people that you might be able to impact because you have a little age and wisdom and perspective on things of, of what, you know, you've done in your career. And that's the whole genesis of this podcast was teaching things yeah. to people that, and, and that's, that's what I said. The guy I spoke to you last night. I'm like, bro, you didn't have to make that mistake. He's like, I did this. I did that. I made that one. I'm like, I made that one. You don't have to do it. And if I'm going to get my ass kicked repeatedly, the, the best thing I can do is just maybe help someone else from not getting their ass kicked. So I, I, that's, that's the whole goal here. I've just made, we've made millions of dollars of mistakes between the two of us, millions. And the funny thing is, is when we rewind before we knew each other, like, oh man, I did that too. Oh shit. I did that. I mean, one day when I wanted to go out of network, I, this is back in 2011, instead of going out of network one insurance company at a time, I just wrote a letter to everybody in the entire practice. We're all at a network. 
and I just move so quickly and there's a way to do it that you can do it slowly and, and the verbiage you use of even though we're not participating providers, we still accept your insurance. I mean, I just made so many freaking mistakes and I hate to see guys that are active listeners, guys and gals that are active listeners of what we're doing, getting their knees skinned when they don't have to. So Craig, you're a pilot. I'm going to get, we're going to end it on this, this last analogy because I think it's one of the most important life skills, right? So you're a pilot, right? Would you agree that head down, looking at your instruments, right? All of your gear is not the most important skill. It's not, you know, instrument awareness is not the most important thing. And I mean, your glass screen, looking at your altitude, looking down your head down. The most important thing when you're learning to fly the plane is situational awareness, fly the damn plane, right? And you've, you were probably taught that in your lessons. And I think that's such a valuable thing that, that it's okay to go to these things these courses that you're wanting to rant about, like the, the photography or the Botox or the fillers, as long as you have enough situational awareness about where you are, where you want to go, acknowledge the fact that this is XYZ is deficient in your practice, commit to work on that if you can go to this, right? But it's, it's looking up out of the cockpit, looking yeah, around, turning that, around, looking around. That's so important. Coming, look at your competition. It's the situation awareness. And this applies to not only your business, but everything in your damn life. Pick your head up sometimes, look around, what's coming. Right. And, and Pete, there's even a, a really cool analogy to that. Our, our, as dentists, our successes and failures are in the micron, the fraction of a millimeter. We wear loops and we're getting more and more magnification. The courses, the photography that we're talking about are in the micro, micro level. And life happens at the macro. Totally. And when you're focused on the zoomed in prep, it's just a symptom of your perspective, your myopic perspective. You need to back up and take a 30,000 foot view of everything. And your, your training needs to get bigger and broader yeah. and more macro. And, 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 that's, I, and I, I think that there's a micro perspective on the social media phenomenon. There's a study that's showing the more time you spend, especially it was a middle uh, uh, a study on young women, the more time they spend on social media, the more depressed they are. It's literally linear proportion of time and depression because it's a micro. It's like you look at that person. By the way, I'm sorry. Did you do my hack? By the way, the Instagram app. Move it to the second page of your phone. You know the problem is with my phone. Oh, here we go. The, the problem, problem is, is Pete. My phone doesn't move icons. No, no, I don't. I don't do it that way. I just search. I pull down my favorites wow. and where I go. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm limiting it. I'm starting to meditate more. I've got that Muse app for those of you who don't know what that is. Muse, the brain sensing headband. It's freaking awesome. Of course, we don't get anything from that. It was recommended by Jarek Robbins. I started doing it. It's an EEG. It measures your brain activity. That and cool. that's a way to get that 30,000 foot view as well. Still getting more still in your mind, getting a bigger perspective. And as dentists, that myopic perspective is a crusher for us. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we can end my rant on that. I had four cups of coffee. But I'm happy that you yeah. decided to pick this it's up. Good. It's powerful. And for all of the hate mail that's going to come, it needs to go to drspodak.com. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, listen, there's, we're all, I think they're all valuable. Everybody's doing something valuable, but I do find it interesting that, um, that the sequencing of the CE is, is so micro at first. And then eventually when, when you learn all this stuff, you've taken every course, you know, all your photography and you're like, I'm not doing any of this stuff. All I'm doing all day is fillings and I'm on network and I can't get out of that. Then they start realizing, Oh, I need something different. Mm. That comes into the, I know what I know. I know what I don't know, but you just don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And, and there has to be some pain for that to happen. And I'm telling everybody, you don't have to have that pain. 
you can do it. You can learn. You can learn from really powerful other people. There. Thanks, Pete, right, for, for doing this. Any, hey, my pleasure. I enjoyed it. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed Craig's rant. <laughs> well, no, he was. Maybe this will be part one of many. Of um, send us, send us some, some. Uh, if you want to see that happen, send us some comments. Um, all right, buddy. And Always shameless, good. shameless plug though, since we're talking about it. So the guy last night, I'm like, dude, cancel your veneer course, please, and bring you and a stakeholder to June 14th and 15th, the Bulletproof Practice Summit. And he said, I'm doing it. So, uh, and I feel really good about it. Um, there's no selfish motivation. I know it's going to make an ROI. And I'm like, by the way, what's your guarantee on the veneer course? Do they have a 10x guarantee on the veneer course? <laughs> he says, no, why, why do you even ask that? I'm like, cause we have a freaking 10x guarantee. Like if it doesn't provide, the, yeah. you know, 10 times what you spent, ever, I'm like, right. it'll be done. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I'm so, I should have done this a long time ago. So if you're on the fence and, uh, you're thinking about it, come over and, um, mountains to get there is what you're saying. Huh? Yeah. If it's important enough to you and you're feeling pain, this is the, this is the remedy to that pain. And I, I fully agree with that. I really wish, uh, speaking from the heart, I really wish that I had something like that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, or just our friendship beat the same way that you reached out to me those years ago. So the air's pretty thin up here. I've learned an immense amount from you. And that's, I think the benefit is hearing our friendship and the struggles that we're going through and letting other people learn from us. Word. Word is bond. Word. To say, to quote Wu-Tang Clan. All right, brother. Over and out. Okay. See y'all, everybody. See you, See you next Later. time. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. If you got any value or insight from today's episode, it massively helps us create awareness if you would take five seconds and leave us a review in iTunes. Also, stay in touch with our updates and such by just texting the word Bulletproof, all one word, to 345-345. We promise not to bombard you with spam texts or anything, but it will help update you on special opportunities for our listeners as well as even info on the upcoming Bulletproof Summit 2019. Again, that's the word Bulletproof to 345-345. Thanks so much, y'all. Have a great day.